0: right here right now Welcome to the podcast with your hosts Katie and Monty Get ready to share a laugh and be amused It's time to tell our stories right here right now Hey Katie how are you I'm good how are you So good Did you enjoy our library session I did that was really great yeah. It really makes a difference when you step away from your normal space It does you got to focus you know, like you did all those years in school, mm-hmm. go back to the library, do some studying, get your work done. Yeah. And our library here where we live is so nice. They have the private rooms that you can go off and, you know, seclude yourself from the library noise and because there's so much of that. Yeah. Library noise. You want to complain about people it. people are whispering. Yeah. Can't focus. Though there was a baby who did not know <laughs> the library rules. What you, did you say? Can you – that baby clearly doesn't know he should be crying with his inside voice. Yeah. And he's like, this is my inside voice. Yeah, where's your inside cry, baby? Jeez. Anyway, sometimes I want to cry inside. Yeah. Do, no, do you ever feel like you want to cry inside? Yes. Because if so, this, <laughs> this topic is for you. That's right, it is. We, you know, if we like anything more than an acronym – it's a Japanese <laughs> worldview. <laughs> you know, they really, those Japanese worldviewers, developers, they really have it figured out. Yeah. You've got to sometimes when you're living in a very new culture that's still working out its kinks, sometimes you just need to go to an ancient culture that's had thousands of years to figure these mm-hmm. things out. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've done today. We're bringing to you Ikigai. Ikigai? That's right. Tell me more. Yeah, originating in Okinawa, the theory of ikigai is kind of like balancing all the aspects of your life to serve your inner (laughs) purpose. Kind of like. Maybe. (laughs) It translates to your reason for being and like maybe the reason that you wake up in the morning, the thing that drives you passionately Mm -hmm. to a core you know more than just like what the job opening was in your neighborhood. You know exactly. You didn't choose it out of convenience. You cho- it chose you right nearly, and that can be a little intimidating. You know that we have to figure out our reason for being. Like oh, that's easy. Let me just wake up in the morning, and I figure think it's it out. All in how we phrase it. Is that we get to figure it out? Exactly. What do we get to do with this one precious life? Yeah. And we have a formula to help you we be do. feel less intimidated. An infographic. It's a <laughs> worksheet involved. We got this from myinnercreative.com. There are a lot of resources about Ikigai, and you can certainly research more. But what we're going to share with you is from myinnercreative.com. Mm-hmm. So this infographic is really awesome. We're going to post A picture of it on our Instagram for y'all to look at. But pretty much it's like a Venn diagram, but with four circles showing on the outsides what you love, what the world needs, what you are good at, and what you can be paid for. Yeah. And I love that the crossing of those four circles creates intersections of like for example between what you love and what you're good at can be your mission like what you want to share and the intersection of what the world needs and what you can be paid for is your profession Mm -hmm. neither of which are your reason for being the other intersections are what you love and what the world needs is your vocation right so you're the thing that feel fills you up maybe, but you can't might not be being paid for. Mm-hmm. And then what you're good at with what you're paid for is your passion. Obviously, if you can be paid for what you're good at, it can be a really passion-fueled effort. But it isn't until all four of those intersections intersect <laughs> to create that very middle point, which, which is ikigai. Ikigai. And it's really easy to, you could easily see how in our lives we might just be on two sides and we maybe are only working with, say, your vocation and your mission, but then you're not getting paid for anything. So you're flat broke and you can't do anything Mm -hmm. with that stuff. So we really need to balance all of these quadrants out in order to have a fulfilling life. Mm -hmm. I read on Wikipedia that um, they've done a lot of studies on people who follow this principle throughout their whole lives, and they have less stress, they're healthier, they have less incidences of cardiac disease. So this is like the real deal. You know me. I love to put some science behind yeah, and it. She's wearing her scrubs right now. So she looks really professional That's as right. she's sharing that information with us, that how validated it is that this, if you were to take the time to figure out, well, first of all, what do I love? That's a pretty deep question. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we haven't really been given that. Choice to answer. We don't feel like we've been given that chance to answer that question. We've just been either ushered into something, or by again convenience, where we've just we've just ended up where we are, and never really questioned. Do I even do I love this? Mm-hmm. Has it been a convenience for me to get to? Love what I do. And then I also feel like even the word love in our society, it's like I love my husband and I love ice cream. Wait, what? Yeah, like and I love nursing. That's right. I love it. <laughs> but then there's like, no, there's a lot – it's a lot deeper than that. Right. Um, Does this, what I'm doing, bring me value? hmm That kind of love, satisfied love. And then, like, can we align – what, what I love, what brings me value with what the world needs? How can we mesh those two zones? And then what can I align with what the world needs with what I'm good at? And between what I'm good at, what the world needs, and what I love, what brings me passion, could I get paid for any of those things? And if I can't get paid doing what I know in our society a lot of the time we do have to work eight to fives that maybe aren't the 100% most passionate about but we have to have money to survive. So what can I do outside of my work that's going to be something beneficial to the world? Maybe you're going to do some volunteer work or can I do something that I really love? Maybe you're going home and you're doing creative writing that isn't maybe going to Make you any money, but you love it so much. Mm-hmm. So how can I, in today's society, figure out a way to do my eight to five or,
1: or I to mean. balance
0: in some other way. Yeah. And then one thing Monica and I have been working with is kind of tricking minds. When you're doing your eight to five and you're not loving it, how can you love it? Mm-hmm. How can you kind of hack yourself to find joy in some of the things that maybe previously brought you? And that's, you know, career-based in this conversation, but really any time, like that's kind of what we're working on, building a tolerance for every moment, a tolerance of my own mindset, this like greater sense of uh, okayness with wherever – it is, whether we're taking a detour or we're needing a snack or we're able to figure <laughs> out our purpose in life, like whatever we are, be okay with where you are yep. right mm-hmm. here, right now. That's right. I should have let you say that second part there. I kind of got confused. <laughs> you the just whole took my whole line. line. You just took it. You just didn't even care. I took it. I just took it. Um, and then with this <clears> Japanese <throat> worldview, we found a Chinese philosopher quote we wanted to share with you along this line of it can be a struggle to feel like sometimes where do I find the time to do all of these things but maybe there's things that you're spending a lot of time on cue Netflix Mm -hmm. that aren't bringing you closer to your ikigai Mm -hmm. and so Lin Yuting we really need a pop-up on our phone that's like while you've been scrolling for too long it needs to say are you still looking for your ikigai? Are you still? That's right. Are you? Are you still? Are looking? you still watching out for your core center? Are you still searching, or are you just? Are just you scrolling? Have you just become a zombie at I'm this? Just point? Just wasting your time. That's right. But um, <laughs> Lin Yuting. Chinese philosopher says, besides the noble art of getting things done, there is the noble art of leaving things undone. The wisdom of life consists in the elimination of non-essentials. So what can we find that we could eliminate in order to bring us closer mm-hmm. to our Ikigai? Yeah, what is truly area? essential? And that goes back to the mm-hmm. original question of what are my values? What do I consider the most important thing that at the end of my life, when I look back and think, gosh, I sure am glad I fulfilled that blank, 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 making sure you, you're you able to check those things off your proverbial list, which brings us to the awesome list, the 10 rules of Ikigai. And this is like a really big To me, when I read through this list, I want to put it on my bathroom wall and read it every day. I feel like if you really were to get down and follow all 10 of these things, it could be a really big game changer, Mm -hmm. which is why we want to share this stuff with you guys. Mm -hmm. A big mindset shift. So number one, stay active and don't retire. Whoa. Yeah. Sounds like crazy to us westerners to think about not retiring but if you're looking at it from this if you're looking at work from this perspective of you love it it's you're good at it it's what the world needs and happen to be being paid for it why would you ever want to retire you're mm-hmm. doing what you love why would you retire And if you're in one of those places where you are looking forward to retirement because maybe you did have a job that wasn't bringing you your full ikigai and you've been having to side hustle your whole life while working the nine to five, I know I've seen a lot of retirees become, I mean, it's a pretty big place for depression. Mm. Um, If you just let go and you start sitting on your bum and watching the cows walk down the road. Or whatever you're doing. So that's a great time after you quote unquote retire from that paying job, then to totally dig deep at that age. I mean, I'm looking forward to those days where I can be like, now is my time. 55 years old. Let's do this. Anyway, just side note. It's good to have those goals. Right. Um, and the second thing is to leave urgency behind and adopt a slower pace of life. Mm. What is the big hurry after all? Mm. You're just going to get to the stoplight ahead of that person you just sped past. Don't you hate that? Mm. It's the worst. I kind—I mean, I love it because I'm usually the slow one. <laughs> so <laughs> it occasionally happens, but yeah. What were you speeding for there? Yeah. It's okay. Join the turtle club. Mm-hmm. We all get to the finish line eventually. Eventually. we are going to get there. Just okay. slow it down. Um, number three, which I could probably work on. I could work on all this stuff. What am I talking about? (laughs) Only eat until you are 80% full. 80%? I wish we had a gauge of some sort. Where is my fuel monitor? (laughs) How do I know when I've reached the maximum caloric intake? It's really complicated. Just keep eating. Just keep eating. Wait a minute. Yeah, that one's tough. And what better way to go ahead and put the fork down than to number 4 surround yourself with good friends. There maybe yep. you're going to have some intellectual conversation. Yeah, being around people who uplift you would obviously be a good plan for for following your ikigai. I don't want to be around people who make me feel terrible or like i'm not worthy or not enough that those types of relationships will not make you feel like waking up in the morning no that's not a reason for being no so to find those people who really brighten your heart as cheesy as that sounds (laughs) it's a good feeling number five get in shape through daily gentle exercise I like that. Mm -hmm. It's like cleaning your house a little bit every day and not having to do this huge, make you so sore you can't walk the next day Mm -hmm. cleanup workout. Mm -hmm. I also read on another list of Ikigai stuff, a similar one, not from this particular creator. Um, But their note on getting in shape was, get in shape for your next birthday. (laughs) So that's kind of fun to think about. Like you'll be doing it yearly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so Here it comes again. Keep you probably. In that. I'm gonna start 14. early. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Not for the procrastinator inside of me. No, Shh, go away. <laughs> it's like why exercise today? What you could do tomorrow? Exactly. Next week. Yeah, perfect. Your birthday's not until April. Anyway, so. so far away. <laughs> Should really start now. Yeah. <laughs> would be a smarter idea i should start now mine's in january jeez so the number six on the list is to smile and acknowledge people around you we've talked about this on our episodes before Mm -hmm. having that eye contact that connection that human connection extremely Mm -hmm. important for a meaningful life yeah even if it's just with the the person at the convenience store or the checkout at the grocery store Mm -hmm. having that shared whatever moment can be so healing for both of you and it may not be for you in the moment but perhaps we don't know what's on the other side of their screen um, That reminds me, I was listening to The Moth, which is a kind of fun, like, uh, storyteller podcast. And this guy was talking about his experience living in L.A. And he'd lived there for a year and he worked from home. And he would go on these epically long walks just to try to find human connection. But apparently it's very unfriendly feeling in L.A. Mm-hmm. Can be mm-hmm. in certain areas. And he, like, couldn't even make eye contact with anyone. And every time he tried to engage, the person just shut him down. And he was in line at the grocery store. And the gal in front of him had... I don't remember how the conversation got brought up, but started chatting about how her grandchildren wanted her to cook dinosaurs. And did he have any recommendations on how to cook the dinosaurs? And it turned into this four-person talk between him, the cashier, the woman in front, and the guy behind him. And he was going to... Cancel his lease and move, but he changed his mind because of the friendly lady in front of him. That's so nice. And I was thinking of us. Yeah. <laughs> our grocery store, stranger love conversations. It makes all the difference. Yeah. It's so really anyway, important. side note. I like that. It's a good side note. And reconnect with nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We always want to go back to that. And we want to do our forest bathing. Yes, Shinroku. Yes, Get out there and be a tree hugger. Yeah. Go take a stroll. Connect your bare feet into the grass. Mm, That feels nice. Or into the river. Or into the dirt. Love it. Mm -hmm. Or in the mud. Yeah. Did you do that as a kid? Oh, yeah. Squirm your toes in the mud? Why don't we do that anymore? Do we? It's been a while. Do we? Do we do that? I feel like I probably would. I think I have done that in the last year. Yeah. I feel like. We do. Yeah, we do that. (laughs) We do that. Check. Check. Doing good. Uh, Number eight, give thanks to anything that brightens our day and makes us feel alive. Thank you, book. Mm -hmm. Thank you, air conditioning. So much gratitude goes left unspoken. Mm -hmm. Maybe even unfelt. But so much of it's felt and we just don't say it. Mm -hmm. So we should say, yeah, say thank you to whatever is making you smile. Yeah. Number nine. Number nine is to live in the moment. Mm. Does it ring a bell like be here now? Could it potentially be like the whole point of all of this? It feels significant. We should take note of number nine. Live in the moment. Live in the moment, slow down, be with what you love, know when you need more fuel, whether it's in the form of food and drink or good people or an exercise endorphin. Be sure to connect in the moment by smiling and noticing who's around you and to reconnect with our big, great source that's surrounding epically in every moment and to be grateful for that moment. I don't even know how to follow that speech. Give us number 10. Follow your ikigai. (laughs) You just got to follow it. (laughs) Whatever it is, follow the speech, follow the heart, follow the ikigai. Follow the prompts. Live your best life. Get your pen and paper out because it's time. For our writing exercise. Yeah, yeah. And we enjoyed so much the internet prompts. Yeah. They were goofy and easy and accessible. Indeed, they were. All of those things. (laughs) Therefore, (laughs) we're going to use them again. Different ones. (laughs) We're just going to use the same prompts for the the rest of the episodes. So get ready. Hope you liked them. Yeah. So, with our prompts from Springhole.net, we are going to do something a lot different today, even though we're using the same website. Mm-hmm. We have named this new prompt style because we think we're going to love it and we're going to use it a lot. It's going to be called the Jack and Jill. So, you're going to get one character. It's going to be from the website. And then five minutes in, you're going to get another character.
1: The Boom. first character
0: is, like, involved. <laughs> You'll understand when we let it, when we drop it. Yeah. It's their basic character concept generator. So we're going to give you the full concept prompt one. Prompt two is going to be partial concept. Yeah, it's going to be good. So you're getting two prompts to make one story, two characters in one story. And the first character. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. So your first prompt is this cruel, cute teenager of no particular gender with a dog and a prosthetic foot comes from Spain and is here for a short visit. <laughs> so just work with those things for the next five minutes um, so you don't have to rewind us. We're going to read it one more time because I know I need that for myself. Right. This cruel cute teenager of no particular gender with a dog and a prosthetic foot comes from Spain and is here for a short visit. I'm just going to recommend you don't have to use all that stuff if you don't want yeah, to. It's take a what you involved. Want. Yeah. What stood out to you? What do you like? We'll do that thing for five minutes and we'll come back then. All right. And for your next prompt, it's going to be another character this awkward attractive old woman with an old map was that a weird one that was a weird story no way for the first time ever my story was weird <sighs> that's weird you know what are we going to do about it read it okay i'll go first okay mine's totally normal so brace yourself all right i'm ready okay Ian only had one day left before he had to return home to Spain. It felt like just yesterday that I picked him up from the Las Vegas airport. I'd never forget how excited he was with Chi-Chi, his purebred Jack Russell in tow. We couldn't believe it. He and Chi-Chi had made it all the way to the finals in the Pup Universe competition again. Ian had come so far since last year. He was only 15 at the time, and he had a temper on him. For working with dogs his whole life, he sure was tough on them. They say it was a power thing to display dominance, but sometimes it seemed cruel. Like last year, he was training a bigger dog, a fuzzy, poofy dog. I don't remember the type. Anyway, that dog bit Ian's foot near clean off the bone. Near clean off the bone. He had so many surgeries, but now he was very settled in with his prosthetic foot. You couldn't even tell when he walked Chi-Chi. No limp or anything. I was so proud of him as I watched from the sidelines this year. There I was, running in all awkwardly, with an attractive, mysterious air about me, if I do say so myself, (laughs) clutching my map of the competition zones. I had barely made it to Ian's heat thanks to my using last year's map. Leave it up to me, Batty Aunt Lisa, to almost miss Ian and Chi-Chi prancing their way to Best in Show. (laughs) I love that you became the character. That's fun. It just felt right. I I wasn't sure who I really was writing as until that, and I was like, oh, I'm just, that's that's who I am. I'm the awkward, attractive one, as usual. Perfect. (laughs) Fit right into this role. (laughs) Yeah, show me what you got, Katie. Okay, here we go. (laughs) The officer groaned, leaned back in his chair, and asked me, what details do you remember about that day? Well, I got to work early, I know, because it was a Wednesday, and I always get there early on Wednesday. Okay, ma'am, not all the details. Just tell me about what happened at lunchtime. Okay, well, I remember the boy, or... Girl, it was hard to say. It was a brief interaction, but the border collie is what led me to him, her. I do love that breed. So loyal, the cop shifted. I realized I got off topic again. (laughs) Sorry, my brain, since the incident, I I jump around a lot. Okay, so I walked over to pet the dog, right? Then I noticed the er, person had a limp uh, and a prosthetic foot I saw from underneath their jeans They were grunting like they were in pain. I asked if I could pet the dog. I always ask if I could pet the dog. And that's when they kicked me, right in the shoulder. I was squatting down, see, trying to pet the dog, thrown off by the fake leg. Then it raised up and it just kicked me out of nowhere. That was it. I fell back into the concrete. Lights out. The officer let out a sigh and leaned back again. I raised my hand to the spot on my scalp, as if to validate my story. So the cop started up again, but he was interrupted by his office door opening. An older woman, in her sixties maybe, walked in with authority, and she had an old dusty map in her hand that she slapped down on the table. The woman was attractive, but dressed very strangely, giving her an awkward look I couldn't put my finger on. Listen, whatever you're doing, stop, she said. Rude, I thought to myself, still rubbing my bump. I'd waited weeks for this <laughs> for this time for my report. I wasn't going to let that kid off scot-free after what hell he'd put me through. That's when I noticed this map wasn't just any old map. Its roads were moving around, like something out of a Harry Potter movie. Words materializing and vanishing before my eyes. I looked up and... Is this story going to go along with your other story? I definitely pulled my map from my other story into this story. That's so exciting. It's the same weird map. i going to get brought up again and again. What if every week we wrote the same story from last week? <laughs> In a weird way. Just You, kidding. like, have to tie it together somehow. Yeah. That would be a fun twist. It's a fun twist. I like that you are developing two storylines with the map that are could eventually Intertwine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're doing it. It's like You're Jumanji. Doing... It's like Jumanji. Yeah. yeah. There it goes. That's good. Are you having a Jumanji moment? Would you like to share it with us? Because you can. You can. Did you know our email address? <laughs> it's K-T and Moni M O N I at gmail.com. You could share us your stories. Share it with us. We can read it. We'll enjoy it. We'll send you one back. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could just listen to last week's episode if you're itching for more stories. Yes. We've got a lot of them. Yeah. Scratch that itch. Give us a listen. Uh, Make sure that you're subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the love. Right here. Right now. Bye. Bye. (laughs)